Glory to Jesus Christ. Be seated. We'll have a re-homily here. Afterwards, uh, we're going to offer a, a small panagita. Both of the poets of the soul of our family members for assistance. And, uh, and then there'll be some sheda kolba and then some other refreshments. So I'll also be available for confessions. Father, uh, Daniel is away on vacation. I just got back in from Memphis last night. I uh, was out for the, with the Antiochians, and so seeing how the Arab Christians do it, it's all wonderful. Although most of the now most of the Antiochians are not Arab in America, but uh, a number of them were, including the bishop. Great delight. I want to share tonight, though, uh, a story many of you might be familiar with. Uh, it's an old Russian folktale. Uh, Dostoevsky repeats it in his book, uh, The Brothers Karamazov, and it's a story about a really evil old woman, mean old woman, and uh, who, uh, as mean old women will, in time, she died. And mean old woman dies and goes to hell. And her guardian angel was deeply upset. Guardian angel felt like a real failure. I mean, you had... You have one job. <laughs> and she said, hell, you have one job. And so the angel decides, in all of his desperation, he goes back and starts looking through all of the things in her life, trying to find at least a single good deed. And he could plead before the throne of God for the salvation of this woman that had this one job to protect. And lo and behold, he finds one measly, really rarely good deed. He finds a rotten onion. And uh, that once a woman, a beggar woman, had come by begging for something, and the old woman just sort of tossed her a rotten onion. Here's something to eat. And so the guardian angel takes the rotten onion, brings it to her in hell. And she grabs on for the onion, and he's pulling her up out of the fires, which is to say it's a fairly decent thing, even if it is a rotten onion. Pulling her up out of the fires of hell. Now, unfortunately, the story has an unhappy ending, and that is, as she's being pulled up out of the fires, others start grabbing a hold to try to get pulled up as well. She says, no, no, it's mine, and falls back into the fires. But the angel tried. It's a great story. I love this story, not because of how it ends, but because of the power of a single rotten onion. A single rotten onion. That part of the story worked. And lest we think, you know, or despise a rotten onion as being not significant, Jesus himself says in Matthew 10, 42, that even if you give just a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, my followers, you will not lose your reward. Announces a kind of power of even in the simple kindness of a gift of a cup of cold water. So I don't know what you've got in your life, but your angels go looking through. You might uh, start handing out some cups, uh, and I'll, or even go through your onion collection, whatever. Um, what strikes me about that, and uh, I remember when I first ran across this story in Dostoevsky years ago as a teenager, um, I, I learned then, and since seen it, uh, this kind of generosity that you can find 
uh, in orthodoxy and in orthodox stories. I mean, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy generosity. I mean, it's kind of wild and wacky, but it says you know, that God won't despise even a rotten onion, uh, even if you didn't even have the best of intentions in giving it to him. He'll, he'll take just a little that you give him and do something with it. Well, this weekend, we commemorate all saints. And, of course, it's quite possible, and, and it's worthwhile that we do celebrate all the great saints. This icon is quite representative of them, but, of course, if we had an icon of all the saints, it would be the church couldn't hold uh, all of the saints. Uh, that we would picture that. But oftentimes, when we look at the saints and we rattle off their names, uh, we don't assume that we ourselves belong among them. You know? We certainly don't think that the rotten onion crowd along with the saints. We probably don't even want to number the cold water cup people with the saints. And yet, if a rotten onion gets you there, you get there. I mean, if you're standing down here at the bottom, you're still there, like the ones at the top. Right? You know, if that's what, this is what, it's because of the generosity of God. But what you and I do not know, and we never really can know, is um, the mystery of the secret of what God is doing in the depths of the soul. It is, uh, St. Paul says that it's hidden from us, that it doesn't even yet appear. Uh, uh, St. John says that it doesn't even yet appear what we shall be. And he means that you too, you don't even know what God's doing to you. You know God. You know, you know Christ in God. And this is what you know. But you don't really know this in fact, if you did know the secret of what he was doing in you, it probably wouldn't do you a lot of good. Uh, you might get carried away in the wrong direction. But there is something that is being worked in us. God's not wasting our time, nor his time. But he is doing uh, this quiet, still work in us. In the readings we have tonight, from uh, one of the readings from the Book of Wisdom, uh, it talks about this sort of hidden aspect of the life of saints. And it talks about that when they are finally in heaven, that then they will shine. Then they will shine sort of bursting into flames of, of glory as, as the glory of God. It says it runs through uh, like fire through the stubble, like fire in the field is running through and, and brightly reveal who they are. How many of you got to see the movie uh, about the life of St. Nectarius when that came? Uh, not everybody, but a lot of you. Uh, it's a wonderful story, and a great story, an example of someone, though he was filled with good works, his whole life was a long good work, uh, and yet he was persecuted. He was persecuted by the church, by the authorities of the church, and they made his life really hard. Uh, who needs Turks when you've got you know, friends like that? He was persecuted by the church. Um, and you know, a few, a few around him, the students and a few others, uh, had some inkling, mostly that he was mistreated, and oftentimes frustrated that he would never seem to defend himself. And yet, he was not revealed to be what he was until his death. After his death, his pajamas healed the man. Now that story's been around a long time. They just his throw his pajamas off his bed as they were dealing with his body and put a bathing toss it on the man who was in the bed next to him, and he was healed. Uh, that's, that's better than an onion. You know, when your jammies are healing people, 
and not just that, but many, and, and from his relics and from his grave, uh, miracles began to pour forth. Uh, this is not an unusual story in the life of saints. Many saints are not, even, are not recognized at all until after their death, when suddenly, through their intercessions, God then reveals that he's glorified them uh, by uh, the miracles that flowed from their relics, from their graves, uh, from things like that. Uh, and of course, those are really the ones God choose, chooses to reveal to us. It's, it's not, you know, it's not mechanical. Uh, there are far, far more than we know, uh, than we will know until we're there, uh, who uh, are the saints of God, whom he chooses to, for his own purpose to keep hidden until all things are revealed and made known. Um, you know, if you're a parent, there are certain times in the life of a child when, you know, there's a lot of frustration uh, on their part. <laughs> there's lots of times the parents are frustrated, but there's times the child themselves are frustrated and you, you want to say, I, 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 well, I was talking just this week with a, a young woman who brought to me after I'd done a talk. She said she'd been baptized at Pascha and she was filled with tears and she said, I still feel... She said, I made a life confession and I still feel such shame. And I just spent time trying to reassure her of what God is doing in her. Well, to reassure her of what God was doing in her. First off, imagine what great joy. She weeps. She weeps over her sins. When did you last weep about your sins? You know, you said, I'm standing here in the presence of someone who doesn't know it, but has apparently way more grace than I do. You know, bawling her eyes out about her sins, you know, like a baby crying for its mama. <coughs> you know, I think, you know, when was my heart like that? You know, and I'm just thinking, oh, Jesus, she doesn't know. She doesn't know what all you've done in her, but do, do so much more. And, and you don't know either what God has done in you, is doing in you, and shall do for you. When we celebrate all saints, um, we rightly look to the saints to see what God has done. Um, but you know, in the scriptures, you know, Protestants like Paulus Alpha, in the scriptures, Paul addresses everyone as a saint. Uh, Peter, that all of the New Testament addresses Christians, all of us, as saints. St. Paul, to the saints who are in Karn, doesn't even say St. Paul to the believers in Karn. And it's not because the word saint didn't have a lot of meaning when he used it. The word is holy, and it meant holy then just as it means holy now. St. Paul to the holy ones in Corinth. St. Paul to the holy ones in Oak Ridge. There's work that's being done in us that is hidden from us. So I just, I encourage you, uh, don't be shy uh, in doing good works. Even the smallest thing, the smallest acts of kindness uh, will be magnified by God in heaven. The smallest acts of kindness, the smallest acts of forgiveness, uh, the smallest acts of praise and worship in our life, God will magnify. Of course, the fathers warned that in the last days, they said, and sometimes, I don't know if we're in the last days, I just feel sometimes that we're living through times that run for the last days. 
Uh, it feels pretty last to me sometimes. Well, it is my last day, so there you go. Uh, uh, but uh, they warned that in the last phase, times would be so difficult that simply believing, simply believing, would be a greater work than all the great deeds and things of the Desert Fathers. Simply believing. And there's days that when you run into somebody, I tell you, that's one of the things, when I run into another Christian outside the walls here, Orthodox or not, I'm glad of it. I'm glad of it. If they confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm not going to argue with them about it. I'm going to be happy. It took some grace to get there. It took some grace to get there. And you may need the friends uh, in time. We may all need the friends. But what God has done in you, that you believe. That you believe. Even that. Even on the days when it feels hard to believe. That you believe is a great work of grace and a gift. So encourage each other. May all of the saints pray for us in our times and our difficulties. God alone knows what times they are. To him we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever, the ages of ages. Amen. 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 Amen.